If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Well, how are you guys doing? Today's episode is sponsored by Mindbloom. Here in a couple weeks, my guy Willie's going to be back, and he's going to be here for about a month and a half to two months. Yes, Willie is coming back, folks. He's coming from the from the from the down underness. He's coming back. Now we're going to kick off this episode. This is kind of ironic. We have a representative of the Russian Federation or Russian whatever we're calling themselves now, Russia. Russia decided it would be a good idea to rip the Ukrainian flag out of this man's hand. <laughs> So this whole entire thing, it happened inside of Turkey during the Black Sea Economic Community, like a summit where a representative of the Russian Federation got his clock rung by a Ukrainian member of parliament. Now, you could tell what happened pretty much to the precursor of this thing actually happened. It's an older gentleman. <sighs> trying to, I don't know, maybe he was hanging out with some younger woman. You can hear him giggling. Oh my God, he's about to do it. Oh my God, look. And then the guy rips it and he's like cowardly turning around like, oh my God, what's he going to do? And then he gets his absolute bell rung. 100% the right approach to the situation, by the way. The guy did the right thing. Got his bell rung. And the girls shut up and they're like, oh my God. Oh my God, this is going backwards quick. So way to go. Ukrainian parliament, man, you absolutely did the world a favor. And that guy walked away, kind of like, why did you hit me? Oh, my God, that was fun. <laughs> I love how they flip the script so quick. So many people try to do that. Do something really stupid, what we call this in the military. Fuck around and find out. F-O-A. He fucked around and found out real quick. Now, the topic over the last 48 hours has been this drone attack that smacked the Kremlin. Just smacked down right on top of the roof. In my previous episode, I discussed the fact that there seems to be a little bit of Ukrainians or possibly somebody over there, some saboteurs working inside of Russia, doing some things. Maybe a possible group inside of Russia that aren't for the war that are Russian. I don't know. No one really knows. Now, the drone that struck the Kremlin, possibly. I don't think it actually hit it entirely. I don't. It wasn't, it wasn't really big. It didn't have any great strength to it. It wasn't carrying like a massive payload. You'll hear the Russians claiming that it was an assassination attempt. And if that was the case, it's pretty much a big failed one. I don't think that is the intent here. It wasn't, it didn't have the payload. And why would you go in there with a really terribly, a, a drone? Like if you're going to hit them, hit them with something big. A drone, a little tiny drone. What are you, what are you talking about? The crazy thing here is it had, it had to be launched with inside of Russia. Okay, it had to be. Not too far from this. That This thing is not flying all the way across. Right, Like, this is real close up, in your face, quick, down. It's not a big drone. It's not big. Like, if you guys haven't seen the clip, here it is. Now, the more you watch the clip over and over and over again, it seems like this thing was actually shot out of the sky right before it impacted... And it possibly, well, like I said, it's not really carrying anything really big, the way it detonated. Now, Ukraine has, of course, denied any responsibility for the attacks, which might be true, or might not be true, I don't know. Who really knows? I'm not really here to make opinionated calls on what I think to be the case, so let's try to stick to the facts as much as possible. I try to take things that are all the information I can, put in a little bit of a, I don't know, like a, 
a pile and mash it together and try to make sense of it. I mean, you could say it was a false flag attempt to ramp up the military efforts by the Ukra- or by the Russians and to change the mindset of their civilian population that there is a chance the Ukrainians could strike really deep within the country. I spoke about the fact that yesterday that I personally believe that there's men working inside of Russia more as saboteurs to cut off like supply lines and routes and, and, and infrastructure and stuff like that. I do think that's to be the case. Now, just to instill some fear on the civilian population, but mainly it seems like they're going after the logistical portions of the Russian military, like fuel and ammo supplies, depots, refineries, stuff like that. Okay. Now, taking out the railway lines is also pretty effective, but they are, I don't know, they're replaceable pretty quick, but hitting the trains themselves at the same time like they did, that's a lot more effective. Now you're just not fixing a, a, a railroad line. You're having to remove the train, fix the train, find a replacement for the train. It's pretty smart. Now, yesterday there was another drone attack inside of Washington, Russia on an oil refinery. That seems to be the things they're going after, very specific targets. Uh, and they're garnishing some success while doing so. But the thing here is, I'm, I'm not the only one that is thinking out loud. I stumbled upon this map while scrolling around. It's discussing the same exact thing I've, I've, been, I've been talking about for the past two episodes or so. As you can see on this map, there are locations. Over the last four days, you've had four refineries, and you've had a couple trains full of fuel and stuff like that. This is over the last four days, by the way. You'll see these little red dots over the map. You guys, you guys see what I'm talking about? The Ukrainians, in my mind, okay, this is my mind. I'm not, I'm not saying this is 100% true, okay? All right, just calm down, calm yourself. The Ukrainians could possibly be starting their offensive by doing what we are seeing now. Okay, if that makes any sense. I hope it does. Initially, they're cutting off as much of the supply into Russian-held areas as they possibly can before they start their push. That's what we could be seeing. I mean, crippling your opponent's ability to actually have any resources to drive forward or sustain is fairly smart if you're able to push yourself in this. And you know what I mean? I think this is pretty good. I, I, I could be wrong. Oh, and if you guys are American chilling inside of... If you're an American chilling inside of... Don't worry. Our fearless government has something for you guys that are going to be great. Is going to be just don't worry. I'm gonna I'll talk about it here in a second. These episodes are very fluid, okay? In the sense they could change really, really quick, and they have changed since I've been talking about them since I was making the episode. And I'll swing back around once again to the idea of this drone attack that could have been a false flag just for one minute. Now, this is a welcome distraction from the failing invasion and an attempt to force the Russians inside of big cities to finally feel like this war came close to home. Very true, is it not? It's very true. It's a very true statement. I read this. And I, and, I thought, and I liked it. I copy and paste it on here because I, I was like, you know what? That is a very, very, very good way to look at it. I kind of like that because that seems like it's pretty pretty accurate, right? The Kremlin spokesman also claimed that Washington had masterminded this incident. Like the U.S. swiftly, of course, rejected this accusation. It's not true. It had nothing to do with it, as did Ukraine. We all know this to be the case. Now, Putin is actually meeting with his people tomorrow to discuss the findings of this attack. But I'm... I, why, why would America attack Russia with a very tiny drone? If we're going to send something really big into Russia to cause a commotion and attack them on their own land, why would we use a cheap drone and not do something massive? Let's just get rid of it all. You know what I mean? Washington also announced that there's a further $2.6 billion in funding. Uh, that was yesterday, including $500 million in battlefield weaponry, such as artillery, tank munitions, mortars, rockets, fuel tankers. So way to go. We are we're crushing it. I know the economy here in America, a lot of people may not realize it's not very good. We just raised interest rates again yesterday by a quarter percent, which is pretty significant when you're talking about a mortgage. That's good. I always talk about mortgages because I'm actually in the middle of um, attempting to get something done there. Uh, what, 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 my, what did my mortgage guy say? He's an older gentleman. He's like, yeah, when I got my first home loan back in the 80s, or I got a home loan in the 70s. What the fuck? 
that he said to me. It was really, it, it was actually kind of ironic because I, I didn't want to be rude and say anything else after that. But he's like, yeah, he's gonna, you ain't gonna worry about it. It was like eight percent when I got my mine as well. I'm thinking like, well, for one, this is not my first fucking mortgage, and two, what were the price of homes back in the '80s? Like, does anybody ever? I, I've seen these headlines multiple times. I don't know why we're talking about this, but I get it. Mortgage rates used to be the same back in the '80s, but houses also were like what, a hundred and thirty grand. Okay, great. I would love. I'll pay eight percent all day and hundred and thirty grand. Now homes are like five hundred grand minimum where I'm at. Like, what the. F- I was just talking to a guy yesterday as well. He paid. He has a thirteen hundred square foot home, thirteen hundred nine in California. Paid one point two million dollars. Random so off the topic, but I'm gonna tell you guys right now. Uh, I've struggled a lot with anxiety and depression significantly when I came out of the military. Especially, it was really really bad. There's no quick fix for anxiety and depression. It's it's not like finding a new therapist or regular meditation. It's, it's not good. Or a better diet. A better diet is always a good thing, but that's not going to fix you. It's not. Sometimes you need something to unlock your brain, a new way of thinking and seeing the world. Maybe that thing is guided ketamine therapy from MindBloom. There's a new tool to improve your mental health at home. At-home ketamine therapy. MindBloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy. Having safely helped thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression, unlike traditional talk therapy, ketamine works quickly and doesn't have the unpleasant side effects of the traditional antidepressants. I can tell you right now, I took the antidepressants. I despised them. They made me zombified. I took them for like six to eight months. You can watch my original YouTube videos back from 2017. And you guys can, or 2017, yes. 2017, 2015. Wow. 20, I can't remember. <laughs> 2015. Back in 2015, I was taking them. And I was zombied. I was like, oh, welcome over here to another episode. And it just made me feel like I was nobody. I hated it. So I started taking them. Now in a study, over 1,200 Mind Blue clients, 89% of those reported improvements inside of their anxiety and depression for only having taken two sessions. That's great. Right now, Mind Bloom is offering listeners, our listeners, $100 off your first six sessions of the program. When you guys sign up right now at mindbloom.com forward slash Rob and use promo code Rob. We link the very top description. Very, very, very simple. Mindbloom.com forward slash Rob. Use promo code Rob to get $100 off your first six sessions. Take the first step and break free from your anxiety and depression with Mind Bloom. That is mindbloom.com forward slash Rob. Use promo code rob so now i told you guys a little bit about the the fact that the u.s department uh, america has pretty much put out this stuff uh updated air travel <laughs> for ukraine okay now it's specific for kiev and stuff like that so if you guys are hanging out inside of this is so stupid oh i love i love our government it's so great so if you've been hanging out in ukraine for the last uh what 16 17 months whatever it is and you guys didn't hear any loud explosions um and or sirens just make sure you guys seek cover immediately. This is all because of what just happened inside of, of Russia. Uh, if you guys are in a home or building, go to the lowest level of the structure within, uh, with the fewest exterior walls, windows, and openings. Close any door and sit near the interior wall away from any windows and or openings. If you're outdoors, immediately seek cover in a hardened structure. If that is not possible, lie down and cover your head with your hands. Yes, this is great. Be aware that even the incoming missiles or drone is intercepted. Falling debris represents a significant Risk after the attack, stay away from any debris. Hardened structure. I'm sorry, this is so so stupid. Stay away from any debris. Are you guys ready for this action to take? Know the location of your closed shelter. Make sure you guys know where it's at and, and protect. The, you know why this is so goofy? We are paying somebody taxpayer dollars to make this list. And it's probably not just one person. It probably reminds me of a construction site is what I remember. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about? A construction site you roll by, there's one guy standing there doing the work and there's three guys watching. That's what I feel like who made this right now. This is it. It's 
Anyway, if you guys were wondering, this is something the U.S. government has just put out. So thank you, taxpayers, and in your in our in our dollars are going hard to work to give you guys and gals inside of the, the area of Ukraine. It's just so goofy. Now I'm really excited because we get the. I feel like it's been a while since we've been able to hang out with one of our favorite guys who tends to be. Uh, well, he tends to get a bit angry for no reason. And yes, we're going to be sticking with the same script here. Важно не то, что киевский режим террористический, его надо таким признавать. Важно не то, что с этим режимом нельзя находиться ни в какой системе переговоров, на мой взгляд. Now he is laying the groundwork right there for for them to no way have any uh, any chat about the possibility of negotiation to end the war, succeed in any gains. That they, they've had inside of Ukraine. We spoke about this last week being a possibility since China was starting to step in and, and attempt to mitigate some of the, I guess, the end of the war, end to the war, try to end the war inside of Ukraine. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the next minute or so this guy's going to lose his cool, go off either on himself, talk over people, get mad, do what we know he does best. Конечно, все это блеф, попытка провокациями, шумными информационными кампаниями создать выгодный для себя контекст. Значит, надо ломать. Now, I don't want to be that guy, but calling him an international terrorist seems a bit off. Just going to throw that one out there. An account? Eh, not really. I wouldn't go that far either. Uh, for Yeah, I get it. Zelensky's not fighting in the war directly, but he does show up on the front. He does motivate his men. He does what a good leader actually is supposed to do. I'm not going to lie. The guy's actually not, he's not a terrible leader. He's always asking for stuff. It's because he doesn't have a lot, so I kind of understand that as well. It's kind of like the Russians asked us back in World War II for stuff, and we gave them. I don't know if they remember that or not. They're going to be celebrating here in what? Ooh, a couple days, the victory they had over the Nazis back in uh, back in back in World War II. But they're gonna forget to leave out the fact that we lent them billions of dollars worth of stuff to make it happen. But anyway, the guy could have actually flown out of Ukraine in the beginning of the war, but he told the U.S., "Hey, guess what? I don't need a flight. I need some bulls." Kind of hard to say he's a coward and a little bit different character than what we're used to seeing put off by the Russians. That's just me, though. <laughs> Напрасно в шоке, рано вы в шоке. Вот когда Берлин расхреначим, тогда будете в шоке. А к этому... I am very confused where he is going with this statement. It's also very crazy to me living here in America where we have the right for free speech to a certain extent. Yes, to a certain extent. You would never hear anybody on TV calling for the death of another president or talking about assassinating or assassinating him openly while he is in another country. Very strange. And I, and I say free speech is very limited or to a certain extent here in America. You can say whatever you want. There's probably going to be some repercussions to it, depending on what you said. And if you're on a platform like YouTube, your free speech rights are kind of honed down depending on what side of the aisle you or what you're talking about or what you're trying to show just because it is a uh, privately held entity. So they can pretty much dictate what they want. Yeah, it took him a little bit longer to get angry. And honestly, I, I, I thought it would have imagined it would have been a little bit quicker. Now we're going to move over to what I would call mapping. And yes, we're using bunny ears because there's no point in me even pulling it up because there was literally four streets taken in Bakhmut by the Russians over the last week and a half. Way to go, boys. You guys are holding your... I know a lot of men are dying over there doing it. It's not really a joking matter, but let's be honest. This has been absolutely... I mean, what do they got? They, they say four days. So tomorrow, what do we have going on tomorrow? Tomorrow, we got Putin meeting with his people, talking about the, the random drone that hit. Uh, we have five days from now, you have the Russians parade going on. That they have. They're saying that they must take Bakhmut within four from now. So you're talking about by this Sunday, that should be the case, right? That should be the case. 
But I think, haha, I'm no wizard, but I think we could be seeing the precursors to an offensive possibly starting to happen with the Ukrainians striking certain areas of strategic matter. I think it's I think it's pretty important to take note of. All right, I will see you guys here either tomorrow or the next day. I do love you guys. I